0: I search things out that make me laugh, and when I find something, I hold on to it. (laughs) Like I'm someone who will repeatedly watch The Office. The Heat is a movie that I will turn on if I feel really sad because it always makes me laugh. Love Sandra Bullock. (laughs) Like Melissa McCarthy. I do. Sandra Bullock makes my heart happy. Melissa McCarthy makes my heart happy, and as soon as I start to hear the, the it start up, I just feel joy.
1: The big question is this. In a world of fake Instagram models and fad diets, how do real people achieve their fitness goals? We are an army of hardworking women changing their lives through fitness and health. Wherever you are at on your journey, we have the answers to how to make working out and eating well a part of your life. Join us in changing the dialogue for women everywhere.
0: Welcome to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. Hi guys, and welcome back to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Welcome back. Welcome back, everyone. Happy fall. Are you, are you happy about fall? We recently had the first day of fall. Rachel says no. It's a no for me, dog. <laughs> So we have an interesting segment for you today that I'm pretty excited about because we had you guys ask some questions and we are going to answer them. And this is an exciting one for us because we really try and stay connected with our community and try and keep a pulse on what's going on. What are the ladies asking? What do they want to know? And especially what do they want to know anonymously? That was a very important part of this question. It was the (laughs) most important
1: part for me. For me, let me just say that I feel that you get the most honest feedback from people when it's anonymous. So if we were going to ask people questions, it had to be anonymous. I'm really glad that Instagram has that feature now that you can, you know, ask an, an anonymous question. And I think that Obviously, there's two ways that you can go. It. It's exciting because you know you're going to get like the real raw questions that people really want to know. And it's also frightening because
0: <laughs> you're going to get the real raw questions that people want to know. Yeah, ex- exactly that. I feel like one of the things when you ask, you, when you offer to, number one, allow people to ask you questions. That can be nerve-wracking in general. And then you allow them to ask, them, ask you questions anonymously. It really, um, you can ask whatever you want spicy. and that's an exciting one for me also definitely I don't like to answer some questions <laughs> but some of them that were actually really thought-provoking and that I think people would be nervous about asking if they had their name attached to it because you know they were a little bit spicy but honestly and could be taken offensively but I thought they were actually very thought-provoking and I was glad I was like, I've been waiting for you to ask me this. I've been waiting for so long. And it was, and it could be taken offensively. It definitely could be. But I I feel like when things are asked in a general, in a genuinely, like, I want to know the answer to this and this may seem offensive to you. I'm like, bring it. I'm excited. I'm, I'm, I'm excited you asked me this. The thing that you always can count
1: on with eights is that truth is so high on their list of importance. So like being uncomfortable falls below the truth like it's like I don't I'm not so obsessed with being comfortable or being just that general feeling of like oh I don't want anybody to make me feel like vulnerable or that all falls below the truth I just live in the truth and I I think that you're so right that it for a second it was like Okay, a little bit of a pause on some of these questions, but I'm really glad they were asked. I'm really glad to answer them. And I think that it's going to be uh, therapeutic for me to be able to answer some of these things, whereas I might normally have stared away from them because it's like, do I need to say that?
0: You know what I mean? Mhm. Yeah, for sure. And then it kind of gives you the permission because you're like, Oh, you do want to know my thoughts on this. Like, well, I don't know. That, so that's, that's an odd. Well, I'm glad <laughs> you asked. <laughs> <laughs> you should ask. <laughs> so some of them are silly that we can answer like fairly quickly. I, <laughs> truth be told, I went in from my profile and asked a question, and it was like, What do you love most about your sister? And then it came through on the back end, and I was like, <laughs> <Hey. laughs> Wait it was me (laughs) so we don't have to answer that one because it was like totally me but we can do it anyway because this is my my podcast so (laughs) i love to open with that we've got some tough ones coming
1: up so i think that's like yeah let's open what do you love thank you for um your truth that you
0: (laughs) (laughs) know <laughs> I. I uh, so there's one thing about me. I'm a, not a liar. I'm a terrible, terrible, terrible liar. Like it just doesn't doesn't bode well for me in my life. So even if I want to say something, I'm like, this was me. <laughs> <laughs> like, here we go. <laughs> like, it comes out for a second. So the
1: question is, what do you love most about your sister? Well, since you asked it, I think you should go first because I need a minute.
0: Okay. So I was thinking about this yesterday, and I think the thing that I love most, it's such a hard, now take this into consideration, I have difficulty picking a favorite movie, so uh, amongst other things, I have difficulty picking a favorite thing. But I think the thing that I love most about my sister is that she has an unwavering stance when it comes to backing me up and making me feel like I am supported. In whatever I want to do. And it, it I can't even explain it in a way of like, oh, you know, you have those people that support you. No, no. It's an aggressive, unwavering, like, stance that is just like, I could probably kill someone. And coming and she would be like, that was not a good idea. But what I think is, is the body should go here.
1: <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, that is so nice and also so true because <laughs> you ever see that one on TikTok and they're like, I don't know where I saw it, but it was like about who your true friends are. And if you start saying like, we need to get, we need to get the car or whatever. And your true friend is just like, what mm. time were we meeting? Where's the body? Like, it's no problem. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, you know, I, I, I do pride myself on that and it's true.
0: Well there's also the like and I I hate to say I I hate to say this but I'm saying it because it is 100% true and I've seen this happen throughout my life when you there are some people who are going to genuinely be happy for you when you are successful or when you are doing something that you shine brightly and you can see the difference and some people that feel a little bit resentful because you're going out of their out of their circle you're like going further away from them or you're reminding them internally of something that they are not doing or you know it's always a reflection because every person is selfish but inherently it would not in a bad way inherently every person is selfish and that you should be but you know there's always people. there's always you know people who think you're definitely in your corner and then you do something and you're like oh are you not this is good for me you're not genuinely happy and then there are people that you see just like shine from the inside out when you're doing your thing and you're like wow they're really feeling this with me yeah those people are special. Yeah, I just,
1: uh, I just want to see you shine the brightest that you possibly can, and I literally would take light from anywhere to make sure that you had it. So, I agree. Agree. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I, I concur. <laughs> You're correct
1: on that. My favorite thing about my sister is the incredible amount of positive energy she brings to every situation when she walks into a room it literally changes the entire vibe it's so much just caring genuine good vibes that are not forced they are so she genuinely when she asks you how you are she is listening to the answer she is so caring about all of the people around her and I mean that's like the social worker like she just lives to improve the lives of the people around her and that is just a quality that I just think is it's so hard to find and it really makes me always feel that you are living your best and most uh, mo- your, your truth is building up the people around you and being so just genuinely happy to be here. When you're having a bad day, all you have to do is just call Kelsey because she's just happy to be here. And I don't want to, you know, I know that sometimes some people's best qualities is also like their, most difficult thing because they feel like other people are reliant on their, like, light and energy and positivity, and, like, that's hard to bring every day, so I don't want to put in a lot of pressure on you or anything, but I just want you to know that even on your worst day, the what you're emoting to the world is just so important to me as your sister. It makes me so proud of you and just want to be around you all the time, so... Good on you. That's my favorite thing about
0: you. This is such a great question. Even if it was just for <laughs> even us. Even if you, you asked <laughs> it. Such a great did you just say your own question
1: was a great question? It. Did you do that? Did you do that on your podcast? Okay. I did. Okay. Because
0: you know what? I do feel like it's important to tell the people around us what we love the most about them because we're enjoying it all the time and have been for years. Like, you know, when it comes to like your siblings, your family members too, I think like we don't take enough time generally to tell those people those things and i always say like you should do this more kelsey (laughs) you know like you should tell them how much they mean to you or what they're doing on a daily basis that just makes your cup full and i that's why i think this was a great question (laughs) pause (laughs) the podcast
1: or make a mental note later on today that you are going to tell someone your favorite thing about them because it's a feel-good exercise, and you don't need to get in return. Just make sure to stop it during your day and say, like, hey, I, have I told you my favorite thing about you lately? Because um, if not, here it is. It's a nice exercise for today. love it. What else we got? Anonymous, anonymous questions. What else we got? The actual anonymous questions from the actual people. The actual
0: ones. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we did get many of them, and I can run through a couple of them that I felt like were some low-hanging fruits. And then I do want to say that there are some that are, that I definitely think require an entire episode. Like some of these questions are in the nitty-gritty of, how we feel about some things. And I was just like, wow, the, this is a, an excellent question. I think it deserves an entire episode. So we will touch on it, but I think maybe some will look to build out in the future. Okay. Do you ever get shorts made just for you that you do not show us? Do you wanna want to answer that? Let me answer that first. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> My answer is yes. <laughs> 100%. <laughs> sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> And sometimes I've been caught. (laughs) And then, but I will say this, there have been times where initially I made shorts that were designed just for just for me and was caught wearing them. And then we, people asked for them so much that we made them in the future. And some of those patterns, as I was thinking about this, tie dye skull was actually one of the original patterns that was made just for me. And now we've made it in shorts, leggings, and we've... We re-release it and now we have a rose skull so that's fun and wild thing was a pattern that was actually made just for me avocado skulls which is that what we ended up calling them yeah ice cream skulls ice cream skulls I saw avocados you guys no, saw ice they cream they were originally just
1: your short, so you came up with your own name without like the rest of the team because they were actually just made for you <laughs>
0: Exactly. A hundred percent. Even our butterfly back bra, that originally was just made for me. (laughs) It's now a staple, but these are the ones that actually made it into, you guys saw them and we were like, okay, I guess we've got to get a couple
1: more. (laughs) Maybe we should share with our friends. Yeah, no, I, I think that a lot of our now, thinking back on it, staple patterns have been just stuff that we really just wanted for ourselves individually. If that's not the perks of owning a damn freaking fitness apparel company, then I don't know what the perks are. I mean, come on. like, So, I, I also have things that I've had made just for me more so, like we get a lot, a lot of samples sent to us. We are always developing and making new products and so um some of the things are like yeah this is totally gonna be great for the masses and some of them it's like "Mm, maybe this maybe I'm just loving this but yeah I we we definitely have some and I I'm always like super careful to make sure that I'm not wearing them in anything like
0: wait a minute (laughs) they get mad even well some early on shirts though were originals that were just for Rachel or and people have been like, some have hit and some have not, but mostly hit, I would say. But like, we would just make them and wear them, and and then then we were like, oh, we got to add those to the site now because I remember it, there was a patriarchy one that was just for us, and we had me, you, and mom. Right, it's not diet. Yes. I made mean, just for me. I was like,
1: this is a me shirt. I need this.
0: But now, then it ended up, you know, people wanted it, obviously. Those are Mm our people. But yeah, there's a couple. There was was definitely, there have definitely been some that have made it into life and then some that have just stayed. Our first run at tie-dye, I just wore, just for me. (laughs) But then we ended up coming out with Die Hard after, which was a different variation of that. But... I started with an original. It was like a blue and green tie-dye that I was feeling. I remember those.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, perks of
0: being being us, I guess. Another CVG-related, well, hopefully that answered your question. Yes. (laughs) So we're like, yes, but if you see it and then we might add it. Another CVG-related one that I thought was interesting was she asked or this person asked if we ever regretted starting CVG like it was it's too much work and wish we stayed at other jobs and not created CVG. Oh, have you ever felt like you wish you didn't do maybe didn't do CVG? Like maybe sometimes it's too stressful, too time commitment and that you wish you could go back to the jobs before.
1: That's a good one. CVG takes more time than any job I could ever have or ever create. CVG is more stressful than any job that I've ever had or could ever be at. But as it often is, the bigger the risk, the bigger the reward. And for me, I wouldn't change anything because although there are times when I say like, oh, wouldn't it be easier to just have a normal job that you leave at the end of the day? <laughs> or yeah. that wouldn't it be so much easier to just have a job that like you weren't responsible for whether the school system continued to thrive or not um, single-handedly? Like these things are, are, there are a lot of, Pressure sometimes. Um, and sometimes it is easy to look outside and say, like, geez, you know, maybe <laughs> just having kind of a normal job would be, um, would give me more of my time. But I just think that there is also no job. And teaching runs a close second, because obviously, that's a job where the rewards can run really high. You're working with people, children, who you know ha- can come back and say, like, you literally changed my life. So I definitely have always chosen professions that I feel like have made a- the biggest impact that I possibly can. But I still wouldn't change it because this is, I feel like, what we were put here to do And all of the stress and all of the time and all of the things that make it so difficult also make it so worth doing. And um, league of their own, like the heart is what makes it great. Like that is what makes it great for me. And if it was easier or if it was less time consuming or if it was less stressful, it just wouldn't have the rewarding feeling that I get every single day from coming here. So no, I wouldn't change it but I've thought about it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you know what? I I completely agree. I'll say straight out that um, I, never, I never wish that I had chosen a different path. I think that I have had other jobs that I felt like were very stressful at the time, but it's always felt like more of a different kind of stress. And I do think that... Although when you when you compare the two, like I've worked in behavioral treatment residents where like I've literally had to physically restrain other humans and I've gone into, I've done in-home work with families who are struggling through DCF and have had their children moved and a ton of domestic violence incidents and working with those families doing individual therapy. So I've been in stressful situations and I still come to this and say like this seems to still be the most stressful <laughs> which is so weird but it's just it's a different kind because yeah you just don't leave it and then the, there's a there's a hit home factor where it's your family and it's your friends and it's these people that you feel like are your family and friends in this community that we've built and they deserve the best every day from us and that type of pressure sometimes for me i'm like they need the best from you doesn't you know what i mean like that kind of like builds up they need the best things that fit them they need the perfect answer to some of these questions that you need to make sure that you're doing more of this you know fighting harder against the diet industry it's hurting people all of these different aspects of cbg that make us so special but also are very of course time consuming and stressful and then you know there's of course making sure everyone here is okay (laughs) but no I I definitely wouldn't go back wouldn't change it for the world get answer get answer (laughs) Uh, what movie or TV show makes you laugh until you cry okay confession I do not watch yeah
1: anything funny on purpose (laughs) <laughs> this is a character flaw. I know there. I there's like a million studies saying that like laughter like extends your life, and that like you should try to seek out funny TV shows and movies. The fact is, I watch so little TV that like I, this is gonna, it's gonna sound so much better in my head, but it sounds. It's, I think it's gonna sound horrible when I say it out loud. To me, if I'm going to watch TV, it would be like a waste of time to watch something funny. Like I want to watch something that I'm going to learn or something like I really like documentaries or something that I'm going like explained or if I'm going to watch something, it needs to be like sort of serious because I'm like sinking a lot of time into this thing and I don't, I don't, oh my God, that sounds terrible. What a
0: sicko. I don't want to laugh. I don't think that sounds terrible. I think like when you, you're looking at your time and prioritizing it how you want to. And if you feel like you need that time to learn something, that's completely acceptable that's a completely acceptable you maybe you don't want to laugh during I seek out funny things for sure I find it I think I, I'm one of those people who is also like addicted to learning so I'm doing it all the time so when I'm trying to relax I actually don't look for documentaries not that I haven't watched them or won't it's not one that I will look for when I'm looking to relax because like I get so I'm like I have to take notes. I have to remember this. It won't it's not like something I can just like relax and do and I actually really enjoy laughing and I search things out that make me laugh. And when I find something I hold on to it. <laughs> like I'm someone who will repeatedly watch The Office. The Heat is a movie that I will turn on if I feel really sad because it always Love makes me Sandra laugh. Bullock. Like Love I do. <laughs> Sandra like makes my heart happy. Melissa McCarthy makes my heart happy. And as soon as I start to hear the the it start up, I just feel joy. But I think that so the heat is actually one that will definitely make me laugh until I cry. And if I if I have too many emotions, and New Girl was a show I started a couple years ago. I know I was like behind on it because I never catch anything on time. If their show comes out, I'll talk to you about it in five <laughs> years. Get to it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to it. But as soon as I started watching it, like I'm a i I'm a person. This is what I do out loud. I belly laugh on the couch at TV shows out loud. Like I don't like huh, chuckle. I am giggling. Like it's it's a weird if you've never we seen, couldn't be you seen before, it like I'm sitting on the left. Me, like, <laughs> and I'm like, looking at it, and I'm like sitting there, just like loving it. So yes, any Step Brothers, like I'm just in it. Like it's real weird. <laughs> All right, do you want to ask any of these
1: or no? my doc up. I'm trying to limit my internet. Oh, okay. Like I'm trying to have nothing except. Oh yeah. Oh, internet mm-hmm. props
0: All right, so we're gonna dive into a more serious one. Okay, share your thoughts on thin privilege and how that impacts you and your perspective on wearing whatever you want. I, so I sat with this for a long time
1: because I am still learning I'm a work in progress. When it comes to privilege and questions surrounding privilege, I have had like the full range where I've gotten like defensive of my privilege and then um, I've gotten like trying to sort of argue how this how so it's such a complex issue because for me what I've realized over the years is that so many things can be happening simultaneously and that is what wrecks it for me because I really like when things are black and white and it it
0: fits
1: nicely in a box and you are this or you are that. And, And the idea of privilege needs so much simultaneous things happening at once that it's bugged me for years. And I have gone back and forth on this. But here's where I'm at on on thin privilege, what it means to me, what it means in general. Thin privilege and any kind of privilege, there's a million kinds of versions of this. What I have to keep telling myself is that privilege exists not in not in the way that other things can't also, that disprivilege can't exist. Is that a word? At the same time, like I've said, like, well, wait, how can thin privilege exist if I know so many women who exist in a smaller body but have body dysmorphia or have eating disorders? Or so, like, this has bothered me because I'm like, well, I don't understand. That doesn't sound like privilege to me because that sounds like, and I've known so many people in larger bodies that have never struggled with body dysmorphia or eating disorders. And I'm like, I don't understand. So, The idea for me that privilege can exist simultaneously with all kinds of other things in your life. Thin privilege to me means the fact that you are not experiencing prejudice in your life based solely on your body composition. That does not mean that you are not facing many other areas of prejudice in your life. It does not mean that you are not mentally completely healthy in the area of body image and what you look like and how your bro- your body is presenting to the world. It is just simply that you have not been singled out and disprivileged due solely to the way that your body presents to the world. And that, to me, is what I really want people to understand about thin privilege, is that it it doesn't mean that you are not suffering from other areas of prejudice in your life. It just means that you are being exempt from that particular one. And that really opened my eyes to the fact that not only does it exist, but it is so much a part of who I am, and what I've experienced, and that also simultaneously I have faced my own discrimination on being a woman. <laughs> you know, one of the things that I always think about with within with privilege is like when I go to the doctor, and I say I have this ailment, whatever the immediate response for me is not, don't you think you could lose some weight or let's look at your BMI or have you considered weight loss surgery? And though that is my privilege, right? But simultaneously, I have been told that I haven't had a major abdominal surgery because C-sections don't really count. So I'm facing my own prejudice being a woman in the medical field, but I'm exempt from a a certain type of discrimination that's based solely on my body. And those two things are happening simultaneously. So sometimes it feels like, well, privilege should feel like, "Ah, look at me, I go around the world and I don't face any discrimination whatsoever. That's privilege. I'm walking around so privileged and I have this clear path to all the things that I need. And I think that's where people get like stopped up in that word. That's not what it means. It means that I went to that doctor and they never once looked at my body and said, Don't you think that this is a problem of just simply looking at my body and not looking at my health at all and simply saying, and that is what thin privilege is to me. That was a long-winded answer. I'm sorry. I I just, I've thought so much about this and it's like, I, I have so many feelings.
0: No, I I think that was a great answer. And I think that this was the question that I was like, I'm so glad you asked because I think I've been chomping at the bit to talk about thin privilege. in a way of just like opening up the discussion, because I think you are so right. When people are presented with the idea of privilege, they immediately think that that must mean that you have not experienced any hardship or any discrimination in your life. And that's just not the fact. The fact is, is that like, it's not to say that you don't struggle with body image. It's not to say that you have never had an eating disorder or that someone's ever said to you, like, are you sure you want to eat that? It's not that It's that from a societal standpoint, you don't face discrimination based on the size of your body. That has nothing to do with you internally. So I think separating those two is a really important part of thinking about thin privilege. And for me, this has been one of those, I don't like things that are black and white. My answers are never really black and white. So the idea that these things can exist together has been something that I find comforting because I find that like I exist in many ways at the same time and I can feel joy in my life and also feel incredible sadness and I'm neither one of those things. Like I am, I am a complex <laughs> individual of all of those. So when it comes to thin privilege and thinking about that, I've, I have thought about how can you use that privilege to dismantle the thing that you're benefiting from. And that's one of the things that I find so important because I can't change the body that I'm in. This is the body that I have, and I want everyone to feel comfortable and confident in the body that they're in. And I hope to develop a world where we don't have a societal discrimination based on the body that you're in. And I think it's important for people, for women in every body size to, echo that same message. So I think like all of us, when it comes to me sitting in a, in a smaller body saying, health is not based on the size of your body. There is value in the fact that I'm saying that because I am capitalizing on my privilege right there. I'm saying I'm not healthier than someone in a larger body, no matter what you think your eyes are telling you, I am not healthier than this other person based on the size of my body. You've not asked us anything about our daily habits. You've not asked us anything about how we feel. So if you don't know any of our health markers, don't look at me and tell me that I'm healthier than another person. And there is value in that. So I think that when it comes to the ability to talk about thin privilege, it's always one of those things where I'm excited by the challenge. And I think it's an important discussion. And I think that it's very important to understand that thin privilege is very real. (laughs) And it doesn't mean that you don't, that you have never, it's so important because we, we look at these internalized, other internalized things where we say like, well, I didn't benefit from thin privilege because I've had an eating disorder or because I have, I don't feel comfortable wearing a crop top or shorts or I have cellulite on my legs, I carry more in my midsection, so I don't want to wear a crop top. Like I have body dysmorphia, so I don't benefit from thin privilege. Those are two separate things. That's
1: what that's what I needed to f- yes. And I think that there are so many people that need to make that separation cuz that's where I really was missing. I just heard the word privilege and I just thought Well, that can't be, because how can someone be so insecure about their body and also be so privileged at the same time? That doesn't sound like privilege to me, but it is. Those things are happening at the same time, and they can live together. And it's like, that blew my mind.
0: Well, one thing that I like to bring up when I talk about that, too, is, is just that, like, if we're gonna honestly talk about thin privilege and recognize that you have benefited from a societal standpoint from being in a smaller body, you can say, yes, of course I have. But we cannot also negate someone's feelings about how they internalize how they feel about their body. Because if you start doing that, you do it on every spectrum. You start to say, if you're in a larger body, you can't be confident. If you're in a smaller body, you have to be confident. No, that none of that is true. And when you internalize how you feel about your body, it has nothing to do with the privilege you are experiencing from a societal standpoint. Like there are so many women, and I was one of them at one point, where like I would not wear shorts. I have always been fairly thin but I wouldn't wear shorts because my legs were bigger and I felt like I had a lot of cellulite on them and I was just like you know what like I'm covering these babies up because no one will ever know and from someone else's perspective they could say you should have felt so confident yeah well that's not the facts you whenever you start with you should have felt <laughs> that just back that right yeah. the
1: fuck up because that's just no and you, you do the stop. same
0: thing well you're, you're doing the same thing with people, with someone else who is in a larger body, when you ask things like, how are you so confident or like, or, or even, you know, in, in a negative stance of being like, you shouldn't wear that. Or, you know, how can you feel confident in that? Whatever, whatever it is, those questions, number one, like, why should you not feel confident in that crop top if you're in a larger body?
1: So the thing, and, and I really, I, I struggled with this because like, I, I have this feeling of Action has to follow any realization. So, like the realization that I have thin privilege felt to me very much like a, "What are you gonna fucking do about it?" Then, because you can't just sit and have privilege, you have to change it. You can't, you can't can't just sit with it. (laughs) And and this is the other thing that I wanted to really say about recognizing privilege in all aspects. This is racially, gender-wise, like sexual preference-wise, like all. All these things is that I think that it really people need to take the pressure off of themselves that they have to do something immediately or that they have to feel a certain type of way like you have to feel guilty because you have thin privilege and people don't want to feel guilty they feel like that's not fair or And this is why I think people reject these ideas of privilege is because they feel like it's making them feel a certain type of way about the inactivity they've done to change these kind of social norms. But the fact is, is just recognizing them is such a powerful thing. Just the recognition that you have a certain type of privilege and that that does not mean that your life is perfect, that does not mean that you don't face discrimination in other areas, but just the recognition of it. It really is such an eye-opening thing to just say, I don't need to necessarily feel bad about this or act on this immediately, but I'm just recognizing it and then checking it when I see it in myself like thin privilege exists okay when I'm sitting with a friend in a larger body and they say like oh I really want like some greasy nasty takeout like I'm in the mood for like having a certain feeling on that and then checking that and recognizing it and saying like hmm okay I see how that made me pause and like how if I had said that statement, it wouldn't have sounded the same to society. And recognizing that and hearing it and then addressing it in your own life is really so important. And you don't have to go out and and say like, I need to make a public apology to everyone that I've, I was born in a smaller body. Like, I'm sorry for all. Uh, it's not <laughs> yeah. like that. That's what turns people off about it. It's not like yeah, that. It's so just right. the recognition in your life. And honestly, that alone can make so much of a difference when it comes to the way you interact with people, the way you teach your children to interact with people. It's just about recognizing that it's there. And, not feeling so much pressure to say like well i'm responsible for dismantling this now like it's not all gonna happen in one day but you can be an ally and you can have this is the thing that i've said to myself you can have a podcast where you talk about health in everybody and be in a smaller body. You can do that. That can happen simultaneously. You don't have to be in a certain body yeah. to say that. And that is like, I just think that that is, is really the most important thing is understanding that you are an ally no matter what body you're in.
0: You know I, I love that you said that because that was one of the, it alluded to one of the other questions that was brought up about talking about, the, we've said fuck the scale for <laughs> Probably five years now. Well, it was since our, third our first podcast, podcast episode three. we did? Was "Fuck like, the Scale"? Or was it? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I it was the first, first one. <laughs> <laughs> where it was not it was not mainstream. It was not a thing yet, and we just came right out with it. And I think one of the important things that you brought up as you were explaining it was like I've had this recognition, and then I wanted it to immediately follow with action, and it's such a it's such a nuanced thing right because you want to say like i recognize this i would like to take action and then there are a lot of spaces where it's like not you taking action and it's like well i'm here i'm part of this movement to change this because i didn't create it i didn't create thin privilege i've benefited from it but i would like to be a part of dismantling it so it's an interesting thing because then you know there are some spaces where it's like no you can't be a part of dismantling it it will take everyone it will take everyone and every voice and everyone saying like nope that is that is not how we're doing things and fuck the scale because not it is not going to tell us how what our health markers are and we're not striving to be a certain weight because you know we have always every I want to say every woman but most women have felt the pressure to either get to a certain weight or stay at a certain weight and it meant something if you came without the outside of those guidelines of that weight and that's been reinforced from a societal standpoint and you've felt the pressure from that and I know that I have personally sat in doctor's offices nervously sweating about getting on the scale and thinking about how much clothes I can take off without making it weird because what if I fall outside of this thing and it's just been like what is your problem? you're here for your shoulder (laughs) you know what I mean but it's like that like weird it's just like that weird thing that takes over and it's just like is that real yes 100% that is however being a part of dismantling that whole idea is important for every one of us just
1: diversity in the message is, and that's why we so encourage people to just diversify all of the places that you're hearing the good messaging from. You should be following people who have these messages in larger bodies, in smaller bodies. You should be following people who are um, anybody <laughs> This is what I This is what I really truly feel in my head. Everybody. <laughs> Come on, every single buddy. All you, all you, all you. Every it, the, if we can diversify this message so that it is not being said only by one person specific group of people that look like they might have some way to benefit from it, right? If it's a diversified message from so many different kinds of voices, and even some that you say like, huh, Mm -hmm. that gives me pause that that kind of body might be coming out with a body positivity message. And maybe your first instinct is to say like, hmm, that doesn't feel right to me because doesn't it feel so easy? And whatever, sit with that, too. Sit with, sit that, with too. that, too. Yeah, Because that's mm-hmm. something to sit with, too, at the same time, is that this person can't say this because they look a certain way. Like, this is all can something you, to sit Can we stop
0: on that for a second? Because, like, this person can't say this because they look a certain way is the exact thing that we are trying to dismantle, especially for women. There is nothing you can't say because you look a certain way. Like, you know what I mean? like you just it's just like women are more likely to not say anything or to not have a voice and to not have the courage almost to use their voice because they're worried of so much backlash And it it's just like I'm always encouraging women to just like come out and say your feels and a lot of people will align with that or some won't of course but it it might give it's always giving other women courage to do the same and live their truth
1: the problem for me has always been like I have a difficult time shutting up so (laughs)
0: she's like I don't align with that (laughs) I'm not going to be
1: told to be quiet for any reason what I look like what I sound like what my message comes across like I'm just not going to be told to be quiet I've been told to be quiet before and um it's not worked yet so I just I really think it's all about diversity and it's all about recognizing and sitting with the privilege that you have because we can definitely recognize at the same time as saying, we're gonna dismantle dismantle that. We can say we've benefited from it at the same time. These all, and this is like this is my new thing of like this is blowing my mind that so many things can be happening simultaneously, and I love it. But I really do think we could do a whole, a whole ass. Do you want to do? Let's do this. Do you want to do the second part, the second half of the questions in a part two?
0: Yes. And we'll open it up. So if you enjoyed this one too, you can add, we're going to, we'll put in another, we'll put in another question box because we did definitely didn't get to all of them, but I want to offer you guys the opportunity to ask some other ones anonymously. It's totally anonymous. So you get to ask whatever you want, but I did want to end with like a funny thing. Okay. Just being like, just a quick funny thing with, uh, like what are the fall looks you're feeling right now?
1: Well, that's a good one well I don't like fall I don't like cold I don't (laughs) like but I do appreciate a good cozy sweatshirt so I have been feeling cozy season in the way of like just embrace it and get all that cozy wear that you really you know I've been wearing jean shorts all summer like trying to look trying to do the damn why am I doing that they just don't stretch enough and it's just uncomfortable but yeah I was trying to do these outfits but now I feel like I can really do cozy season I'm into these crewnecks that we have I'm trying to expand to boots like I always am like a I go on flip-flops and I can do all the like open toed kind of but like I'm like a little bit slow to the boots game so I'm trying to up my boots game and um yeah just trying to embrace the cozy
0: so one of the fall looks I'm feeling right now is the like boots with spandex shorts that are like five or seven with like an oversized crew neck I'm like really I feel like that's a fall look that we're seeing it's 2022 fall but like with the hat I really didn't know what no I because I see it on these girls I'm like I fucking love it but I
1: feel like I'm too
0: no, you're never too old. You just just go into sure? yes. I'm hundred really percent fashionable, and I'm like, it does. I right? I, I, it's no. You can totally do. It. It's kind of blowing my mind because I thought I had to. I'm a big shorts wearer if you didn't know. And I thought that like going into cozy season, you just had to like let go of the shorts, but like my legs need to breathe. <laughs> my thighs need air, <laughs> but I get cold really easily. So that's one of the looks I'm totally just like digging on this year because I like that like oversized, like crew neck look. And then, and then the long spandex shorts, but can you help yes. me? Can you help yes. me? Yes. All right. I totally will. I There's, want to. It's you. such a cute. And oh, you can so like cute. get some good patterns in with that, Cut with the long like spandex shorts because it's just like, it's a little bit and then you get the oversized thing and then you got the boots. It's just like, yes. Yes. All of that. I'm feeling it. <laughs> also like some matchy matchy top bottom situations that are going on. I mean, we have like a zip up with a matching like solid top bottom going on that reads so like hot girl fall to me. We I love like, matchy, matchy Oh, it's just my zip up here. You're I've been waiting, I mean? waiting this- my whole life for matchy matchy because it yeah. literally takes out
1: any p- of the like, how do I put this outfit together? I've been waiting my whole life for this. Just give me two pieces. That are the same, and I put yeah. them together, and it looks like a whole ass. It looks like I tried. Yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, it's, okay. a whole, it's
0: a whole. And it's just like, oh, I'm just like running to Target <laughs> <Got> to <laughs> or get to a get, get coffee, like I'm <laughs> names. No, Starbucks. My <laughs> act together. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here for that. Obviously, we got some two that are amazing and they're coming in two colors periwinkle and black and i'm just like i'm here for it it's just like hot girl fall for me so i think those are my top two looks that i'm leaning into this year in the fall i know you guys want my fashion advice so there it is i'm with you i i'm
1: going full tilt on the matchy matchy i just need you to help me with my long shorts yes i've worn short shorts my whole life so i need help with the long shorts and i not look like like, what's that old
0: lady doing? Trying to cut these dials. Okay, you'll help me. Okay. I got you. I got you. All right, guys. We hope you really enjoyed this. We're going to give you some more questions for you to ask in the future. And um, we appreciate the discussion and the like honesty and candor from you guys from just like throwing those questions out there because like we just we want to talk to you about them. Thank you, besties. Thank you so much for listening to the Thick Thighs Save Lives podcast. If you'd like to join our movement, get in our free app, CVG Nation, available in your app store. We have an amazing community of women, coaches to help you with your movements, challenge and we give away leggings daily in there. Rachel and I are in there every day, so it's a perfect place to get in touch with us. This podcast is made possible by Constantly Varied Gear, so be sure to check out constantlyvariedgear.com. Have an amazing week. Crush your goals.